Welcome to track number two of Barrenness and Fruitfulness.
you understand? And that's how our lives are. We can't imagine that I will be in Australia and I'll work and work and work and work and at the end I will still have that I will still just be paying my rent and just surviving. So why is there energy and direction? Why is it only for that? Why don't we switch our energy and direction to God to work for Him? So that if, it is, if at the end of the life it's still the same pain of rent and finishing whatever, then that's it. But at least I died a, a, a better death and I didn't die a foolish death. I didn't suffer a foolish suffering. Yeah. In Australia, I suffered just like everybody else, but it was for a better cause and not for a foolish cause. Oh, yeah. Young man, what's your name? Jacob. Jika. In Jika. Were you here last year? Yeah. Alright, but I think you've grown since last year. You got a new hairstyle. Daniel. Nathaniel. Were you here last year? Okay. Alright. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah. Are you hearing me loud and clear? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, in one realm you can see, but you can't see so far. And in another realm, you can't see at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's causing us to be to, to be fruitless. He says that those that are barren, you get it. They they they, are, they cannot see a parable. And then they are blind. Now, which realm is this that we don't see at all? It's the spirit realm. Mm. What we don't see is we don't see demons who are urging us, you get it, not to believe. Yes. And the demons that are telling us it's not real. And the demons that are telling us, deceiving us, helping us to be more and more deluded as far as this earth is concerned. So that we think that everything is on this earth, but they are really real. That's why I wrote this book. Huh? There's a little book here that you must yeah, get. Yeah. How to recognize demons. I wrote this little one. Okay? And I have a new one for the demons and how to deal with them. Alright? Now listen to me ladies and gentlemen. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yes. Are you still around? Yes. Very good. Now, Blind, we cannot see. But an even more important thing that we cannot seem to see is heaven and hell. Mm. We cannot see hell. And because we cannot see hell, we don't try so hard to stay away from it. And we don't try to get people to come out from hell. Mm. We don't really care if they die. When they die, when you are dead, you are dead. Mm. That's all. But if we could see hell, you know, the Bible says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in hell. Look, there are rich people in church. Do they, do they help the church much? No. Rich people in church, do they help the church much? No, they don't help the church much. It's the poor people who help more. Rich people, they don't care about God. Even when they are Christians and they are in the church, they are some way. They are really some way. When you are doing fundraising, the person will give one dollar just as a poor person is giving one dollar. Often. So many rich people, they don't help us. And in all these years I've been a pastor, very few rich people have come up, if any at all, to say to me, look, I'm really touched by your ministry. You're really doing very well. Here's $100,000, here's $10,000, here's $5,000, here's $1,000 to encourage you. Nobody says that. Even my own colleagues. My own colleagues who are, who are giving, I mean, like doctors and so on. Nobody has even given me $600 before saying that, take this. I'm so attached by your ministry, take this and ask colleagues as doctors. Nobody. Never. People don't 
man you should be surprised. They are more stuffed up and more proud and more far from God. Jesus said, hardly, hardly, hardly shall a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven. Hardly, hardly shall a rich man. As soon as you become rich, the things that are associated with riches have a deluding effect on you. Hardly. That's why I said, I prefer to preach to poor people. I don't enjoy preaching much in Europe, even to immigrants who are in Europe. I don't enjoy preaching much in America. The thing I enjoy preaching poor people, black people. Because they are, black people are mostly poor. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. And poor people. Oh, you should have you should, you should come for some of our crusades at some of the places. You see what I'm talking about. You know, even I took recently to some went for a crusade in the town in Ghana, you know, in our tent. Afterwards, people who are very quiet came to see me and said, Thank you for the crusade. Thank you for taking us. It makes church look so different. The church in Accra, in the capital, where we are, they look so stuffed up and so proud and so stiff. After going for a crusade among poor people, you feel far happier. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said the gospel is to the poor. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the Lord is upon me as I'm not to preach the gospel to the poor. James, the book of Jesus, has God not chosen the poor? Has God not chosen the poor? It's a choice that God has made. You mean Jesus, all these people that he chose were poor people. When the rich man came to join, he said, sell, sell, and come. <laughs> and become like us, and then come and let go. Are you listening? Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you something very, very, very important. If a rich man eh, can change in the way I am about to show you how the rich man changed, then hell is a very amazing thing. All the rich men we know, including the church rich men, they don't care much and they don't support much. The Bible says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, which fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate of the rich man, desiring to be fed from the crowns which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died before the rich man. The beggar died, because the poor died before the rich. <laughs> the age you die is 82, 90. Africa, 37, 42, that's their life expectancy. Many African countries, 50, 42, 36. Depending on Angola, I mean, low death rates, low and life expectancy. So it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And it also came to pass that the rich man died. Because whether you are poor, whether you are rich, you go. When you go to the mortuary, you see the poor, you see the rich, you see the old, you see the young, you see every kind of person. And it came to pass that the rich man died. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Mm-hmm. And he cried. 
He said, I thought we buried his body with his eyes, but I see he still had eyes. Because there's something the Bible calls the inner man or the hidden man or the inward man of the heart. Three descriptions in the Bible. The inner man, the inward man of the heart, or the hidden man. That's the real man. That's the man within, the real person within you. He's the part, the one that comes out when you die. And it's, and it's such a big thing that angels have to actually carry you, just like how they carry a coffin. They have to carry him or escort him. Recently, one of our pastors died just last week. They are buried this weekend. And uh, he was with his wife, just as he was about to die, about 12 hours before he died. Now, I was there in the evening. Uh, I think by the next morning, by the next day, 24 hours after I came, I came there, he died. But he struggled for a while, and he turned to his wife, and he told his wife, he said, you have suffered. And he had been with him in the hospital, and he said, God bless you, God will bless you. It's very good for your husband to bless you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So your husband can curse you. I know one husband, when he was dying, he wrote his will, he left everything for a cat. <laughs> you know what he left his wife? His wife, he left the Bible for her, that she would change her ways. Well, that's all that he left for his wife in the Bible, so that she would change her ways. Mercy is Anyway, so he blessed her. Are you listening? Yes. I said he blessed her. And then he told her, can you see the two angels who have come? He told her, can you see them? And he was not there though. Nobody knew when he would die. But he died a few hours after that. He said, can you see the two angels? I said, no, I can't see them. So they, they come here, they come for me. You understand? So that is when he started to bless her and tell her that she had really suffered and she had really struggled with him in the hospital for all that time. They were on admission at uh, the hospital. And then he blessed her. And then after that, he became calm. And then some hours later, the next day, he was dead. That's it. So the Bible says, and, and the angels carried him into Abraham's bosom. And the Bible says, and the rich man died. And in hell, he, they didn't even talk about the carrying. <laughs> hell from beneath. You don't need escort, you fall down. Hell from beneath is open to receive thee at thy coming. And thou also falling, and thou also become like one of us. Do I have one of those books here? Yeah. Where is this? It's not here. Okay, you don't have it. And thou also, and thou also become like one of us. You understand? And then the Bible says, and he held, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. That means that in hell you can recognize people. And after this life, when I see Pastor John, I'll recognize. When I see David, I'll recognize. When I see Lena, I'll recognize. When I see Rita, I'll recognize. Whoever, when I see you, Sandra, I will say, This Sandra! That's how it is in hell. So when I see you, and I say, this I know. <laughs> this one I know. So he saw many people, I'm sure, in Lazarus, but when he saw Lazarus, he said, This I know. He saved Abraham and Pharaoh and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. 
before? When they put on the gas cooker, you see the flames? That's a flame. He was in a flame. Hell is a flame. You are in the flame. I say you are not, you are not that you are walking around in the hot place. You are in the flame. Flame. And he said, I pray thee, eh? tell Lazarus, let Lazarus dip the tip of his finger in water and may he cool my tongue. For all my years I've been alive. People coming to visit me. People me visiting people. I have never seen a thirsty person. Tell me. When you move when I'm preaching, rather than tell me, that's not helping. When, when I'm preaching and you move around and you do things and I read, it doesn't help me disturb me. If I want, I'll ask you. Okay. okay? And he said, oh, for all the years, I said, for all the years, I've never seen somebody asking for a drop of water. Never. Have you seen that before? So can I have a glass of water? Can I? Mm. But this man, yes. Yes? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want. This is what I want. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I went to preach at a prison. We call it a condemned cells. All of them are murderers. If you are murderer in Ghana, you are condemned and you will be sentenced to death. So I went to preach in the prison. Condemned cells. Male condemned cells. We have female condemned cells. All of them are murderers. In fact, the first person who met me, I said, I asked him, who? What did you do to come here? He said, I killed somebody. I murdered somebody. Then I didn't ask him. When I was going, I asked him, what, who did you kill? He said, I killed my son. Mm-hmm. I tell you, all the people there are wild, wild people. So when I was there and I was preaching, there was a guy, you see, there are people that even if they are in prison, they will be busy. And these are content people who will be there either for life or they will be executed. The guy was going up and he'll go here, he'll come. He'll go here, he'll come, he'll go here, he'll come in. And then when he came out and he was fetching water. And as I saw the guy open the tap, and I remembered the rich man in hell. And I said, if the rich man could get this tap in this condemned cells of Ghana, he would be very happy. So I said to the people, I said, this place is Hilton Hotel. Compared to hell, this is Sheraton Hotel. This is holy day in, holy day in. You are holy day in. I said this is holy day in. We are on holy day here. This is a beachfront hotel. This is a five-star hotel compared to around the rich man, and the rich man is still there after today. You see, we can't see these things. That's why we are fruitless. That's why you see somebody dying and say, you know, God bless you. But will you open our mouth and talk to them? That's why we don't care about souls. And if we have one rich man in our church to go to hell and come, and the person comes to sit in the church, when Pastor Peter is preaching, you'll be listening and say, what are you telling the people? Tell them about hell. <laughs> As he's preaching and he's preaching about tidbits of success and tidbits of you know how to be blessed and all that, 
They have the ass prophet, the Moses and the prophets. He said, if one were to rise from the dead, they would not hear him. Mm. And if one rise from the dead, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, they will not hear one rise from the dead. Yeah. Let them hear them. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm sending people. Yeah. That's why I'm training people. Yeah. That's why I'm not even concerned about coming to your church on Sunday. I'm concerned about the few people that are interested to hear that God is sending people. God is calling people. God is helping the eyes of people. Let your eyes from being blind and being short-sighted. And stop looking just around you and stop being short-sighted. Open your eyes and see far and see into the eternal world and see that these things are real. And all of us will be out of this world before we can think twice. We'll all be gone from here. Look at your wretched life. How many years you have been here struggling in this life to get things and get this and have this and be happy? How much of it has materialized? How much of it has turned into a sandcastle? It has turned into nothing. Open your eyes and become real and be mature. Not everybody hears these messages. Here it is there as well. Whether you are a man or whether you are a woman, God is calling you. God wants to use you. God is sending you. God has got an interest in you. He said, Thou said, you know, he didn't say, train somebody and say, send the beggar. The beggar who was not at my gate, whom I didn't respect, send him. Now he's useful. Even the most useless beggar can be used to go and evangelize. And even the rich man knew it. That's why there's nobody here who cannot be used. Yeah. That's why there's no one here who does not qualify. Because the beggar, even the guy who you see, the mate is tell the people there is a hell, there is heaven. Tell them to change. Yeah. And there are many here who can be used. Whether you are a woman, whether you are a man, whether you are married, whether you have a child, you don't have a child, you have a husband, you don't have a husband, God can use you. Yeah. If you will yield yourself, no matter how you have been in the past, yeah. God can turn you around. God can use you. God can save you. so discouraged when we start doing that fundraising. <laughs> 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 
Ukrainian distance. We'll be so unhappy. I'll feel that you don't love me. I'll feel that you don't love God. I'll feel that all my message is useless. And I'll go out of here with a broken heart. Because of that, I won't even raise my hand. Mercy. They are blind. They cannot see. You cannot see heaven, you cannot see hell. Huh? You can't see hell. Can't see heaven. You can't see that there are rewards waiting for you. There are rewards waiting for me. If only I'll serve him and I'll do what he wants me. Wherefore does my father love me? Because I lay down my life and I will take it again. My father which sent me has not left me because I always do the things that please him. That's what Jesus said. My father which sent me has not left me because I always do the things that please him. May that be said of you. Your father which sent you has not left you because you always do the things that please him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you see the crown? See in my office. Huh? If you come to Ghana, I'll show you in my office. I have binoculars. Binoculars. You know binoculars? Yeah. Sometimes when I'm having a meeting like this, I take it out. And I look. <laughs> and I go wonder what I'm saying. I'm looking ahead and I'm trying to see my house that they are building there. Oh, yeah. And the people will be happy. I said, well, I see they are doing some small repairs on the gates. <laughs> People will be excited. We are looking ahead. We are looking ahead. We shall be in the new Jerusalem. Amen. I said, we shall be in the new Jerusalem. Amen. We'll be there. Amen. And because my eyes are fixed on it, it makes me different. You see, it makes me wild. It makes me ready to die a proper death. It's not a foolish death. Because my eyes are fixed on heaven Amen. and on eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand to your feet.